Well, chatting Commonwealth Games, uh, one of South Africa's best servants uh, in the swimming pool. He's been around for a while. This is his fourth Commonwealth Games. Joins us now on SAFM Sports Special. Ronan Skuman, welcome onto the show. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Commonwealth Games concluded. Uh, fairly successful one for you. Two silver medals. You happy with uh, with your personal haul? Hey, how are you doing? First and foremost, and thank you again for having me on the show. And uh, actually, I was fortunate enough to have it be my fifth Commonwealth Games. Well, apologies. Uh, definitely a seasoned campaigner in that regard. <laughs> Ronan, you, I mean, fifth, fifth games, I mean, you, you've seen a lot and, and been around the block. Uh, from, from a personal perspective on this one, uh, are you happy with the two silvers? Some mixed feelings, in all honesty. Um, I, I think the times that, that I posted were, were pretty pedestrian. Um, not, not quite what I'd hoped for and definitely not what I'd trained for. Um, heading into the Commonwealth Games, I was swimming significantly faster. I mean, the idea as the season progresses is, is you're actually supposed to get faster throughout the season, and when you're rested and ready to race at a, com- or a championship like the Commonwealth Games, you swim the fastest you've swum all year. And unfortunately, that wasn't to be. Um, my coach here and I, we, you know, we we have a, a good working relationship, and we were trying some things, and obviously it didn't pan out the way in which we had hoped. So. To be able to represent my country in some way with two medals is, you know, it is still an honour for me, and I feel very privileged to be able to be in a position to still do that. But uh, the times weren't what I needed um, and what I wanted, so we're going to have to figure out a couple of things in order to be a contender in Rio. Yeah, I mean, we'll chat about Rio in a moment. That's, that's two years away, but obviously you've you've said this is going to be your last Commonwealth Games. You're 34 years old now, and uh, a lot of youngsters coming through. You've seen a lot uh, in your career from from a South African swimming perspective, and uh, and you can just think back. I mean, you've had, a, had an amazing career, but walking away from the Commonwealth Games now, do you think South, South African swimming is in in a good place and, and better than when you when you first started? Absolutely. I mean, when I first started. Um you know, we we only had the likes of, of Rake and Brendan Gedekin. We had a couple of top strokers, Terence Park, and we had uh, Brett Peterson as well. So I mean, it was a rather modest crop of of individuals, and we we would go to Commonwealth Games, and you know, we wouldn't come away with any medals. So to be able to see the youngsters stepping up and you know, representing us as well as they do, and coming away with medals and swimming top ranked times, it's, it's exciting. It's, it definitely is an indication of the talent that we have. And, you know, we've uh, we've got some great coaches, we've got some great talent, and you know, it's, it's going to be about nurturing and developing that talent, I think. And for that record, we talk about, about development, and, and we really lose the, the term. Development goes beyond just, um, you know, previously disadvantaged. It's development that's from, you know, the ages of two, three, four, five, six, and up, you know, finding the true champions, whether they're black or white, it doesn't matter. And I think we need to share this this ideal of, of black people versus white people, white people versus black people. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're all South Africans. We all wanting to represent our country. We're all wanting to be champions. We're all fighting for the exact same goal. But yet we are being constrained by the limits that South African society puts on us. And so development needs to be the champions of South Africa, whatever the color is. And uh, as long as we start focusing on, on the true development of champions heading forward, that's where we're going to see true success or, or more continued success. Without a doubt, Roland. It's interesting. We we chatted uh, to Sebastian Rousseau yesterday, and and obviously he's plying his trade in, in the U.S. and and you you've swum pretty much all over the world as well. But uh, a couple of interesting developments uh, of late years having, and I think of someone like Chad Leclerc who's who's made the decision to stay in South Africa and train in, in Durban with Graham Hill. 
Do you, I mean, he's obviously winning lots of medals and doing fantastically well. Do you think that's a good thing for South Africa, that we, we are able to produce a, a world-class swimmer like a Chad Leclerc on, on South African soil? Do you think that'll, that'll boost South African swimming even more than having guys producing great swimmers but producing them through, through the American collegiate system? Absolutely right. I think, you know, now more than ever before, we, you know, the swimmers in South Africa understand that there are options. Now, some people, as much as they'd like to go to America and be based in the U.S. You know, collegiate system, just don't, just don't really, at the end of the day, want to be away from home, away from family. They, you know, they, they love their country and they prefer to stay there. And some people just don't have, you know, the knack to be in, in America. So to be able to have the option, Knowing that you can go to a program in South Africa and su- succeed internationally is is hugely important for us. Uh, I think one of the benefits of, of the Australian system is, is the fact that it's so successful locally, but then you've had the guys go and see them and be successful as well. So as long as we are able to foster more options for the youth of, of our country and, and for the consumer specifically, the better we are going to be in the long run. You know, we, we can't negate one system or the other. We really have to have enough systems in place so people can feel free to to travel to the United States or Australia or you know, remain remain local. Mm, absolutely, and and give them the choice and and what fits best for them. Right in five Commonwealth Games, look, looking back over that career, it's probably a really difficult question to answer. But what's been the one standout sort of memory for you over those five games? I'd have to say you know, a couple of memories. I remember receiving my my first Commonwealth Games kit in 98, getting my tracksuit for the first time and, and knowing that I was going to represent my country. Um, I think standing up for the first time I ever won a gold medal and hearing the anthem play, but you know, what supersedes any of those is, is the ability to stand up with three other individuals and, and win a medal for your country. I mean, in Melbourne, standing up with the guys and swimming that freestyle relay and, and you know, sharing an, an experience, sharing a a career-building moment with, with people, you know, friends, uh, colleagues. Swimming such a solitary sport that we, we relish the opportunity to, to be on a relay. And I think South Africa saw right now, these past few weeks, that you know, just the grip and the determination and the, the, the heart that somebody shows being on a relay. It's just unlike any other event. So to be able to stand up every single time and represent my country with three other guys has, has been usually special for me. Mm, it sounds sounds amazing. And, and talking of those relays, I mean, you were you were pretty disappointed to be left out of the four by one hundred meter uh, medley team in in Glasgow. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. You must have been been pretty upset about that. Very upset about that. I think that um, yeah, I was I was in a position where I, w- I was willing to swim the time or the freestyle in the morning if needs be. Um, I wasn't I wasn't spoken to the, the coach that was in fact in charge of putting that relay together, didn't confer with me, didn't ask me if I wanted to swim it. Um, I made it clear at the very beginning of the competition that I was available for, for both the relays, and I feel like, you know, I, I feel really let down by the fact that the coaches, you know, after after all my experience and all my service, and they just couldn't see fit to, to put me on the relay even in the morning. You know, they put a, a, a first-year rookie on the team where they could have had me on it. Like, you know, I... That's really disappointing to me that that I was in that position. That's something that I still have, uh, have to think about and come to terms with. But, uh, I really feel like everything I, I deserve to start to be on that relay. 
Um, I was swimming as fast as any other 100 freestylers there, so it was, it was definitely disappointing for me. Mm. Well, looking ahead uh, now, the game's over. Uh, a pretty successful one for, for Team South Africa. You, you mentioned Rio 2016. You, you're not a youngster anymore, but two years uh, left in that Olympic cycle. Uh, that's obviously your, your next big goal and, and what you're aiming for. Uh, talk us through the process of, of you getting to, to Rio in, in, in 2016. Well, you know, Rio, I'll still be five years younger than Dara Torres was when she won an Olympic silver medal. So, you know, I still have youth on my side. So, you still got another game? Hard. You still got another games in you then, Roland? <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> maybe if, if they bring uh, you know, lawn balls to the next Olympics, I'll be chatting with the blokes. So, I think maybe that might be a solid option heading forward. But in terms of heading to Rio, you know, it's, I think ultimately it's about support. It's about funding. Um, we need to we need the funding from corporate South Africa. I, you know, I spoke to Chris Mutsepia at this point in time, and he said he'd sponsor me, and then um, he reneged. You know, it's been full of empty promises, and through uh, the South Africans, unfortunately. But my goal is there. My goal is to be the first South African to ever you know, attend five Olympic Games. Um, I'm still committed. I'm still focused, and you know, with the support of corporate South Africa, I can get there and be better than ever. So ultimately, it's going to be about finding the support necessary to get there. I mean, five Olympic Games, that, that's incredible for me. If you, if you think of the, the, the amount of time that spans to be at the top of your game, it's just it's mind-boggling to me that someone can, at, uh, at, at or in a sport like swimming that is so competitive, be up there for so long. How have you managed to, to sort of stay competitive over such a long period of time, Ron? I mean, I think it's, I think it's a testament to my stubbornness, uh, my, uh, you know, just my grit and determination. I think every single, you know, CEO, corporate out there can, can resonate with the fact or, or with being competitive for 20 years. Most people out there, you know, are happy to be the best in the world for, for a 10 year or five year stretch. I've done it for 20. Um, I, I believe in myself. I, I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. I still want to be the best that I can ever be. And I think that's what what the lesson is for me, and I think what the lesson is for everybody else out there, is that if you believe in yourself enough and you want it enough and you're willing to sacrifice everything to get to be the best you've ever been, anything is possible. And that's a pretty important lesson for, for the youngsters coming through now, that uh, it, it doesn't come easy. It's, it's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Absolutely right. I think, you know, we expect things to be handed to us on a silver platter, but the reality is if you get into business or into the sports world, unless you're working your, your tail off, you're not going to succeed. You're not, there are no medals for, for last place. You know, in, in business, in life, in sport, there's, there's a top three, and unless you're doing everything in your power to be top three, you're not going to be there. So it's, it is a crucial lesson. It's a fundamental lesson for, for, People wanting to get into business or into sport, believe in yourself. Don't let anybody else dictate what your future holds. Um, can't tell you how many times in my life I had people saying I would never amount to anything, that I was a failure, and I'd never be a success. And you know, I could, I could listen to what they were going to say, and I could have taken that as fact. But I did. I was determined to create my own future, not let anybody do that. So it's, you know, I want all South Africans to understand that. Create your own future. You know, listen to the people that are positive influences in your life that love and care about you. If somebody tells you you can't do something, you know, why are they saying that? It's because they believe that they necessarily can't do it. So it's, 
yeah, a lot of life lessons that I've learned through sport. It's amazing. Roland, uh, it's also probably a really difficult question to answer, but if it wasn't for, for the swimming pool, I mean, wh- where, where do you think you'd be if, if you had never sort of discovered a talent for, for swimming? I don't know. I, I used to love my cricket and, and soccer. Who knows? Uh, maybe maybe on a t- 20 team somewhere. Um, aside from 